Welcome back to Giveology's Impact Series podcast, in which we share the experiences and inspirations of local entrepreneurs and changemakers of around the world in education. I am Cecia, your host for today, and today I am delighted to have Rachel Sign from Abriendo Mentes join us. Abriendo Mentes started off with a small mission to help Odredo's local community learn English. Its impact grew substantially that by 2009, Abriendo Mentes was able to offer computer classes to its locals in its community after the construction of its computer lab. As of now, the organization has helped many communities in Costa Rica seize educational and economic opportunities for their families. Hi, Rachel. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So, tell us uh, more about Abriendo Mentes and your mission. How did your organization get started? So, Abriendo Mentes is a nonprofit organization. We are operating in the Guanacaste region of Costa Rica, primarily in two small towns called Playa Petrero and Playa Brasilico. Our mission is to empower individuals from these very rural and underserved communities here in Costa Rica to develop the skills that they need to seize educational and economic opportunities uh, for themselves. And we do this through an array of education and social programs uh, that, we, that we bring to our communities. Abriendo Mentes was founded in 2009 uh, by a couple named Meredith Liebrich and Drew Ragland from the United States. They had moved here to Costa Rica um, to learn Spanish and escape the, the U.S. lifestyle a bit. And as they got to know the local community, uh, their neighbors uh, asked them to teach their children English. And it was very informal. They started with just three children, uh, three students, and um, they began English classes a couple times a week. And before they knew it, they had a lot of kids interested, a lot of families asking them for more classes. Um, so they decided to find a bigger space to give classes. And over the last 10 years, we have grown into this professional and reputable organization that is fully functioning now in two villages, offering uh, more than 2,000 hours of programs per year to more than 400 participants. Um, it's important to know that the region where we operate um, has seen a very big economic shift over the last 30 years. Uh, this region used to all be agriculture and fishing. That was what drove the economy. Um, and then as the tourism industry um, started to develop, everything changed. And so now what drives the economy is tourism and service. And in order to, to work um, in that field, you must have certain skills like going to English and working computer, customer service skills. And how the, how the current public education system is operating here in this part of the country, um, children are not being adequately prepared to have a successful future in this, in this region. Um, and that's one of the reasons that Aubrey Mentos was founded, um, so that children can grow up um, with the opportunity to develop skills, um, to be able to have a successful future, and also to give adults um, who might be excluded now from the job market opportunity to develop new skills, to receive trainings, um, and to have opportunities to, um, to, to learn new things and to, um, to grow, to be able to, to support their families and, um, and have a, a healthy, meaningful life. 
Thank you for sharing that with us. I am sure that you faced many difficulties in the beginning. That actually brings me to the next question. Could you share with us some of the challenges you faced in the beginning and how you overcame them? What was internal drive that allowed you to look beyond these setbacks? Our organization has been around for 10 years now, um, which is both really, really young uh, for an organization, but we've also had time um, and over the last 10 years, we have consistently grown um, with each year that's passed. And I can confidently say that we have built a really strong foundation for sustainability and a model of community development. We have really set um, strong values and ethical practices for our organization. And while we are still developing and changing our programs to best meet the unique needs of the communities where we work, uh, that foundation that we have built over the last 10 years is, is really strong and, and I know it will continue to guide us forward. That being said, some of the challenges, uh, well, one challenge that, that sticks out to me over, over the years um, is knowing how to utilize volunteers in an effective manner. Uh, like many small nonprofit organizations, we rely heavily on volunteers to help support our work. Um, and it's an important part of what we do. We receive many international volunteers from all over, all over the world who come and spend time with us. Um, and there are so many benefits um, that comes along with hosting international volunteers, but there's also a good amount of challenges as well. We want our volunteers to have a lasting impact on our organization and on our communities. Um, but there's also things that you have to take into account, such as cultural differences and cultural understandings um, and how, how the culture plays, plays a role in the work that we do. Um, you have to make sure that the volunteers are having a good experience, um, making sure that their expectations are, are being met, um, make sure that they are prepared to live in a different environment, um, and also making sure that they have the skills that will be beneficial to us as an organization and complement the work that we do. And so learning how to utilize volunteers effectively has been a really has been a really big challenge. And I'd say over the years, um, we've, we've changed our model of volunteers. Um, and now that we kind of understand how to better use volunteers, um, we can be a little bit more selective in, in the volunteers that we accept. We are, we are very um, lucky in that we get a lot of volunteer applications and we have a pretty strict volunteer process just to make sure that you know the volunteer is a good fit for the organization. You never want somebody to come who's not ready to be here or who might have a different set of expectations. And so just learning how to manage that part because it is such an important part of what we do. We need people to, to help us in our work. Um, and so learning how to do that effectively um, was was really challenging and at times um, frustrating and um, but also really rewarding at the same time and I'd say you know an internal drive that 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 keeps us going um, despite the challenges that we've come across um, I would say just the constant requests from the local communities to to keep offering what we've been offering it's always been very clear to us that our programs are needed and wanted uh, by the communities. And that's what has continued to drive our organization forward and, and drive our successes. 
It's always been a pillar of our organization that we respond to community needs. Everything we do is because our communities have asked for it, and that model and structure um, has been what has kept us consistent, what has kept us motivated and reputable as well within our communities. Um, now that you touched upon it, could you tell us more about uh, Abriendo Mente's international volunteer structure and then a little bit more about all your online fundraising campaigns? Sure. So our online fundraising campaigns, we, um, we run a couple of specific campaigns throughout the year. We just finished one um, for our 10-year anniversary. Uh, we had a goal of raising $15,000. Dollars and um, it was very successful. We do, um, we hosted it through one of our partners here in Costa Rica called Amigos of Costa Rica and um, you know, post a lot on social media and, and send emails. And so, uh, we're always kind of running a different online online campaign because that is where we get um, a good majority of, of our funds that help us run and sustain our programs. And as far as our international volunteer structure. We have our positions, uh, our volunteer positions that we have posted on our website. So anybody can go um, to abriandamentes.org to look at our look at the volunteer positions and kind of get a feel for for where we need help um, with volunteers and kind of what some of the requirements are. And we ask that everybody fill out a volunteer application on our website. Um, and then we do at least one Skype interview, sometimes two, and um, always require a criminal background check and a reference check. Um, and like I said before, we just want to make sure that it's a good that it's a good fit for both the volunteer. We want them to have an amazing experience, um, and it's a good fit for us as an organization as well. That we have people that are really prepared to be here um, and that have something to offer to our organization. We accept volunteers. Um, anywhere from two weeks up to had volunteers for more than a year. Um, so we're very flexible with the time, kind of just it depends on the needs of our organization at the time the volunteer is able to come. So we, we encourage anybody and everybody um, over the age of 18 uh, to apply, or if not, the, a parent could, could accompany you if you're under 18. And yeah, international volunteers um, are are really important part of our work and they, they do help shape our work a lot and it's really beneficial to our students and to our communities. Hmm. Cool. Right. Thank you. Thank you for letting us know this. Um, I'm pretty sure that our audience is really eager to help Abriendo Mentes. Um, so could you tell us, can you elaborate a little bit more? I know that you touched upon this, but um, a specific project that you're currently working on or projects. Sure. So we have our ongoing uh, ongoing programs and projects, the biggest of that being a, a free after-school program for children. Uh, the children where we work um, only attend their public schools for either three or four hours a day, and they have a lot of free time. Um, they're not in school that often, and um, so to help supplement their, their education and help supplement kind of the skills that, that they should be learning in school. We offer uh, free English and computer classes um, for a schedule for them that's after, while they're not in school. Um, so we focus on English and computer uh, classes to help them develop those skills as those two skills are, are really important for, um, 
for a future career or future job and um, they should be developing the skills from an early age. So we do focus on English and computer classes, but we also have an array of other extracurricular activities for children, such as sports, art, environmental education, different um, field trips and, and, and other things as well. Um, in addition to our youth children's programming, um, we have education classes for adults, uh, primarily English and computer classes as well and um, also some vocational training programs um, that we have been developing over the last two years and other community engagement and community development activities. We have a lot of uh, trainings for, for parents or workshops and community um, events or cultural events and different things to try to engage and, and promote participation from, from, local, from local families here in our communities. We also have a, a social work program that's fairly new. Uh, we have a social worker on our team who um, has a couple of different projects and activities going on um, to help support some local families. We have a food bank program that supports um, local families that are living in poverty with a, food, a box of food once per month. Um, we're currently working on a community project to bring a playground to one of our communities and working with a local uh, the local uh, community councils to, to help us with that project and so we have a lot going on always um, to, to support the you know children's development and, and adult education and promote community community development in our towns hmm. yeah that sounds really amazing so I, I know that uh, yeah, because of the programs and classes that you mentioned um, you offer a lot of them and um, I actually saw on your website that its classes are divided into four categories, um, namely youth development, uh, adult education and job skill development, women's economic empowerment, and community development. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about them? Sure. So for job skill development, we have created a program in collaboration with two hotels in the local area, um, and we have created courses that um, focus on uh, working in a kitchen, um, in, in a restaurant, as well as housekeeping for hotels. So we've had, I believe, 15 students complete uh, those two courses. Um, and it entails um, some courses on customer service, the actual theory and practice behind the subjects and then the actual taking place uh, the practice of the of the material in the hotels or in the in the kitchens and restaurants um, and at the end of those courses they receive a certificate um, to be able to then present to future employers and hopefully help them help them get get jobs. Uh, we're also working with um, the National Learning Institute here in Costa Rica to try to get um, the another level of certification for people who complete, for adults who complete um, our courses. We're also working with them to bring other educational uh, trainings and courses to our community. So that's that's a new exciting project that we have going on because um, that certificate that they could get from that institute um, right. is very valuable and, and will really help them with their employable skills. For women's empowerment, um, we do a number of activities throughout the year 
um, to, to support the women in our community. Um, we provide safe spaces for them to gather. Um, we do different workshops on topics that, that the women themselves have identified as wanting to learn more about or wanting to support on a certain topic. We try to meet um, monthly um, with with the groups of women in our communities to, um, to provide those safe spaces for them, to listen to them, and then create projects based on what the women, uh, what the women would want to do. Um, and we um, we help them with their economic empowerment as much as possible. We take them to local markets where they can sell their food or sell their their goods that they have created. Um, and you know, but it's something really that comes from them. We we are here to help facilitate um, what they may want and need, but really the empowerment comes from inside themselves, and and we're happy to help help facilitate that um, in any way possible. So tell us a little bit about the difference between youth development and adult education um, as part of your the programs that you guys have. Sure, so our youth development program primarily focuses on elementary age children. We start with um, the pre preschoolers, so they're about four years old, um, and it goes up until sixth grade. We also have uh, classes for, for high schoolers as well. Um, so our youth development program offers about eight hours on average of of activities per week that the children can participate in, as I mentioned, primarily English and computer classes, but also a whole array of other other activities as well. Um, and and the adult classes and adult programs are a little bit different. They're run in the evenings. Um, everything is free. We don't charge for any of our programs um, as a way to give access to opportunities and. Um, <clears throat> and education um, for our community and so it's really important to us that everything that we do is is free to our participants and so our yeah our adult classes are are in the evenings and and they do focus on on english and um, computer classes as well um, but they are a bit of a they they go by sessions our adult classes so we have about three sessions with classes per year they last three or four months each Whereas our, our youth development activities are run year-round from, from January to December. Oh, thank you. Um, so um, one of my favorite hobbies is actually sharing and listening to experiences of different individuals. Um, so I'm sure that our audience would be interested in learning and um, listening to a particular story of a student who was empowered by the education that he or she received from Abriendo Mendes. Do you have any story that comes to mind? Yes, absolutely. Um, as I mentioned, we are now in our 10th year of programming and our very first students that we had in our in our English classes with us are starting to graduate high school and entering university. Um, so one of our very first students, um, who was one of the three students that started in the in the restaurant, the very first uh, class that we gave, um, she is now in university and she has a very advanced level of English, which she accredits completely to taking. Abriana Mentis classes when she was in elementary school. <clears throat> she is studying to become a pharmacy technician 
And I just love her story because in this region where we're located and where we work, advanced or fluent English is a requirement for most jobs. The majority of teenagers in our communities do not go on to study in university and in the region the high school dropout rate is shockingly high. So this particular student um, had a lot of support from not only her family but also from Abri and Lamentes as she was on her educational journey. She was motivated to graduate high school and enter university where she's now prepared to have a career in just a couple of years when she graduates. And that's our hope for all of our students, that they will gain the skills through our classes and our programs, not only English or computer skills, but gaining a love for education and a curiosity to learn new things, um, have opportunities to experience life outside of these little towns where we, where we operate, um, so that they can go on to be successful and have a meaningful life. Um, and that's what, that's what we've seen with this student. Um, and we're thrilled um, for her and her future. Um, and we can't wait to see more of our students graduate and be, become successful like she has. Wow. Yes, it's very true. Yeah, education is a powerful instrument to leverage communities into a better socioeconomic status. But more importantly, it allows an individual to grow um, with innovative ideas at hand, as you mentioned. Um, so in essence, education does indeed, as Abriendamente stands for in Spanish, right? Opening minds. Uh, so are there any last remarks that you would like to make? Yeah, um, we full-heartedly believe that, um, that education has the power to change lives and to change communities. We believe that equal access for children and adults to a quality education and opportunities is a human right for, for everybody. As we all know, we don't live in a perfect world where that's a reality. There are so many reasons why certain communities or regions or countries do not have the same opportunities as others, but I think it's really important to recognize that. Um, and it's important to recognize all of the nonprofit organizations or the governments or social projects that are working to improve access and working to make it a reality for all. Um, we have seen what a quality education can do to a society um, all over the world. And it's important to keep fighting the good fight to ensure everybody has an opportunity to exceed. Uh, we know it's possible to improve the conditions here where we work in Costa Rica. And we just feel really motivated, and, and we won't stop until that becomes a, becomes a reality. It's just truly beautiful. Um, that really do help that Oriendo Mente continues to grow, continues to help um, the people in Costa Rica. Um, so thank you, Rachel, um, for, for allowing us to learn more about Oriendo Mentes and the social impact that you've had in Costa Rica. Thank you so very much for this. Thank you so much for having me. It was great speaking with you.